Hi, Wealth Creator, and welcome to week six. This is lesson two, and I'm going to do this in two parts. So this is part one. And don't you think it would be great if we could have, I can almost say, a gold GPS? You know, when I flew helicopters, um, you would, if I knew where I wanted to go, I would get the coordinates, put it out in the GPS, and then flipping, then there's like a straight line towards that uh, pink straight line on the GPS that, I, that I've used. But here's a trick. 95% because of this aerodynamics that, that happened with the chopper. Okay, 95% I was actually off course. I wasn't on course. I was off course. But as soon as you see it, you, you simply bring it back. Okay, and then you drift a little bit to the left or to the right and then you bring it back and a little bit to the left depending on where the wind comes from and you keep on correcting but here's a point when you land you land on that edge in other words exactly where you wanted to land why because of this gps and the same happens when you drive okay with a car you put in the town you put in the street you put in the the number and it gives you different alternatives because in life you're going to find there's never just one way to get to your goal. And along the way, we're going to, to get off course. In the previous lesson I talked about week six, is actually a danger week as far as I'm concerned, because this is where, where all these programs start getting on the same level, and therefore the old programs is going to start taking over. And then you simply, where, where, you, where you are at the moment, in other words, you'll never get to where you want to be. You'll, that GPS, that guide that you've got, it's, it's not going to, to be that. So, wouldn't it be great if we can program our brains, set that coordinates, and then say, okay, flip, let's go for it. Now, do you know that it's possible to do it? And uh, we do it through the brain's chemistry. Now, when it comes to the human mind, our thoughts, because that is what everything is translated into to the thoughts, uh, things are a little bit different than a normal GPS. Because our conscious mind, the cortex, the new cortexes, right, they know what we want, right? So they, 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 they can argue, especially the frontal cortex, the, the director, the, the CEO. And it knows what we need to do in order to get there. Uh, and it can help us to, to make changes. But here's the problem. Our subconscious side, that is largely unknown to us. And how are we going to program that if we do not know what the subconscious is or how we connect to the subconscious or what the power of the subconscious mind is? Right. So the only way that we can do this is through the power of thoughts. Remember, everything comes in from the five what we see here, feel, taste, and smell, and that comes then into the inner, uh, through this mimetic, to, through this reticular activated system, and then it becomes our inner thoughts, and that thought, we've got a very small window of opportunity if we can become the observer to make a choice, but otherwise, if the meta program is there already, guess what happens? The feeling lets the emotional brain knows it secretes the chemical. Can you see what happens? And immediately it comes back. Yeah, this is the feeling. This is the emotion to the brain, the brain back, the, the new cortex back to, okay, this is how it happens. So that thought, if there's already a program, then that choice basically falls away. 
So the thought, and the moment that the thought hits the, and this is a way that I'm trying to explain this, the, 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 uh, the limbic brain, the, the emotional brain, and that uh, chemicals are secreted. At that moment, if we can, if we can program that portion, then we can literally program our thoughts and therefore the feelings that we're going to get from those thoughts, because those thoughts are not real. I want you to understand this. Those thoughts are distorted, deleted and generalized to fit in with our memetics, which were not real, because if you grew up in a different place, in a different society, you're going to have a total different uh, view on life than what you've got at the moment. So it's because of this brain chemistry that that happens in the emotional brain, right? Why most people don't realize it is one of the most incredible powers that we can have. So if we can affect the brain's chemistry, we can affect the rest of our lives. At least this is the way that I, that I see it. So you can dramatically increase the power and the efficiency of your brain by optimizing this chemistry within its uh, cranial fluids. Right, so let's take it perhaps step by step to find out why uh, this is. So let's have a look at the importance of the brain chemistry. I think it's critical to understand that your brain is actually, well, it secretes this chemical, I think we know this by now, which corresponds with your thought. But now we need to be very careful because that thought if there's a choice, then it's our thoughts. But if that thing was already programmed, then that thought, that inner thought, is going to have a negative or a positive charge. That means the metaprogram already happens. Now, as a result of this thought, when it hits the emotional brain, there's a chemistry in the brain's cranial fluids that's going to influence that feeling and therefore your natural abilities and functions. Okay, so this in turn then determines how well you're going to perform in basically everything that you do. So the power and the efficiency of the brain can be increased. In other words, we can dramatically increase and optimizing this chemistry simply by understanding and knowing this process. So if we can pre-program this autopilot, can you imagine what that's going to do? the outcome of that and how this thing can help us to to stay on track in other words this is going to become our uh, gps so the subconscious mind records every single experience and make life as easy as possible for you by generating the same response that worked for you in the past and that's why i say this that happened in the past we the what is happening in in present at least is directly because of how we were thinking in the past and how we were thinking and doing in the past were based on the program and that's why we are right now where we are so that is one way of doing it but there's another thing that that happens uh, in terms of this program so something happened when you were five or seven years old you don't even know it but at least it's not killing you and because the program and because you do not know of an alternative you keep on doing that thing because up to now, well, at least you're not dead, you know. So your autopilot, your GPS, or your meta program that you run, or your memetics, right, that is continued to react in the same way as before. 
simply because that's what it's been programmed to do. And the result is that you are going to end up in exactly the same situation as before. Right. Now, when I was a financial planner many, many years ago, I could predict with a high degree of certainty, just by looking at the person's situation, where that person would end up over the next 20 to 30 years. And the only exception was if that person changed his or her memetics, their little programming. Because otherwise, and, 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 and look around you in life, you're going to find that people, you can predict where they're going to end up based on where they are currently. So if those results, the results that you see, if you in this situation, if that is not what you like, then all you have to do is to reprogram yourself. Now, the autopilot, this GPS that you've got, the function of that is to keep you in your comfort zone because we know exactly what routes to take and where it's going to take us and by what time. I mean, if you fly, it tells you how far you're from, uh, how long it's going to take, how, how, uh, in how many minutes you'll be there, the whole thing, the same with the car. Right, so your autopilot makes things easier for you. That's its function. That's how it was built. And this keeps you in your present level and within your comfort zones. And it's going to keep you in that for the rest of your life, right? So once we understand that, because remember, this is his job. It's there to protect you, to that that you know that is comfortable and you know I can handle this. Anything to become rich to a lot of people and to become successful is immensely stressful because they've never been there. They, they don't know what to expect. They're going to lose friends. The, the whole environment, all 10 of these uh, environments are going to change. Of course, it's frightening to even think of it. But here lies that paradox, and this is what I want to bring you, which we, of course, we'll discover later on in this course. Because sometimes, you see, we want to stay the same. Remember those experiences, classes of experiences and the needs? But sometimes we want this, this thing, this safety, this comfort. But at the same time, the soul calls us and say, but you need to grow. And that, of course, is, is, is weird. Now, one of the reasons why there's different levels is simply because that, that brought us to where we're now is not necessarily going to help us to get to the next level. And that's why in the Wealth Creators University, in the financial, in fact, all, all areas of life, you can literally say that there are seven levels of different levels. So that that happened in the past, that brought us to where we are right now, that's not lo no longer going to serve us. And the interesting thing is, uh, some of the most powerful programs took place, guess when? Well, before we were aware of that, in other words, up to the age of six to uh, seven to ten. So because we know to be successful, right? In other words, to get to our goal, you cannot keep on doing that what is keeping you from achieving your goal. And this is exactly what the GPS tries to do. So success, we know, is a progressive realization of a worthy goal. So we have to set that goal. And that goal is not the Ferrari. That goal is to become the person that can have the Ferrari and afford the Ferrari and can enjoy the Ferrari without going cuckoos. Right. So that means we need to get the right information in the right order for the level of the game that we're at. And then we have to implement it. In other words, we need to take this new action, this new information, and turn that into knowledge. Now, what is knowledge? 
Knowledge is actually wisdom. So what is wisdom? Wisdom is actually, if we really think about it, it is to have the competency, which means the applied knowledge, the applied experience, and the applied uh, skills, which comes from only one thing, and that is that meta-program, because those thoughts will turn into these feelings that become who we are. In other words, the competency that's going to give us the competency, which leads basically sometimes to confidence, right? And the interesting thing is that some of the most powerful programs, like I've said before, happened before we were aware of it. And this is why change is so extremely difficult for the majority of people. So unless you become aware that you can do these things and that you can change your, your GPS, your auto drive, uh, nothing is going to happen. And that's why people fall into this mentality that, uh, sorry, uh, you know, I can't do, I was born to, to suffer that type of thing. So when you try to change, in other words, move to the next level, you have to overcome your automatic responses, your unconditioned acting, because it's the acting, the acting shows us, where comes from, from um, the behavior, from the feeling, from the uh, emotion, from the thought, right? So we need to change that uh, meta program or the memetics. And I can tell you it's uncomfortable, especially in the beginning. Remember, we in week six, we are getting to this point where the negatives, the positives now start meeting on the negatives. And now suddenly we want to fall away and we start with the excuses why this course is not working and it's taking too long. And I thought that I would be a millionaire already. And that course promised me that within two weeks by clicking four buttons, I'm going to be, I think you, you, you're getting the drift. So by doing what you've always done, that is simply, that is what we call a habit. You're the creature of habit. And that is the habit, is the behavior. The behavior comes directly from the action. The action comes directly from the emotion. The emotion from the feeling. The feeling from the thought. And that is if we can control the thought or the process to convert that into the feeling so that we get a better feeling than what we had before. And we change this so that we bring this to the surface so that we focus on the good and not on the bad. Our life is going to change. In other words, if you want to change, you must change the habits, the conditioning, uh, which causes this problem. So the question then is, but how? Okay, I think I'm going to look at this in the next part. I think what we need to understand is what is this comfort zone, okay? And, and why does our, our autopilot keeps us within this comfort zone? The comfort zone is you can handle that. It's familiar. Uh, it, it's, it's not a surprise. If you're poor, you know how it feels to be poor. Um, you probably have got poor friends. You associate with poor people, not you, but other people, right? So uh, uh, although it feels uncomfortable, it, it is still it is still you within your comfort zone. And that is, depends on your, your education, your experience and the competencies that you built up to now. So anything that is outside of this thing feels unnaturally and you don't know what to expect. And that is where now suddenly you're out of your comfort zone because you don't know how you're going to react and behave and, and, and feel and act. So growth always unfortunately happens when, if this is the zone, that 
ceiling. Unless you can move to tackle this new growth, the new problems that you've never experienced before and that you need to master, unless you can do that, you can't lift the ceiling. So the moment that you start handling this, which 99% of the time are going to be uh, class 2 experiences, because you know what the goal is, so you know that if I can move my comfort zone so that it becomes comfortable, then um, I'll be able to move on and become a better me, because that's the, the goal. The pro problem is that the moment that you shift that comfort zone, you're going to find new problems. And that's why I say your, the problems are actually your friend. And you need to, to move the whole time to set new comfort zones to yourself by gaining more education, more experiences or new experiences. And those experiences turn that into the competencies so that it becomes habits and so that that will drive you and automatically and give you the experiences that, that you need. So your autopilot is your friend on condition that we know how to use it. It is not the enemy. It is your friend. And without it, even tying your shoelaces or driving a car, it, it would be a major, major hurdle. And it would take so much uh, energy and reserves from you that, that uh, life would be very, very difficult. So the question then is, but how... Could you possibly achieve anything worthwhile in your life that way? Your autopilot simply has the power to make your life the way that you want it to be, on condition that it's correctly programmed. So how on earth do you program yourself? Well, later on I'm going to give you the, the natural process which I call power morphing. I think it's a natural process where we can consciously record these experiences, thoughts and attitude, and at the same time we can consciously program and tell our unconscious mind, our subconscious mind, that that we consciously want. And by doing that, we're simply reprogramming it. So in short, it's a conscious pro uh, process to unleash the power within by altering the behavior patterns in order to help us to get to our goals. Right. Now, there's a book that I've read many, many years ago that, that really helped me. And I'm not saying it's going to help you, but it's called Power Versus Force. And it was written, uh, he, he died, I think, a year or two years ago, David Hawkins. Right. An incredible book when I, when I started reading. It's a little bit difficult sometimes, but I know that the chances are that you are going to enjoy it. So if you can find this, this book, it's easy to find it. Um, I think it's a good read. But in this, he, he talks about the map of consciousness, which is just a different way to explain the field of consciousness. But the map of consciousness, on a spiritual level, what he did was to calibrate and say, okay, but certain feelings or emotions calibrates at certain, let's call it, remember, our job is to get back to source. And he literally calibrated those, those emotions in terms of the class, he, he did not mention class 1, 2, 3, and 4 experience. I mentioned this just to illustrate this. But what he did was to perfectly say, okay, but this is a class 2, 1, 2, 3, 4 experience. So if you look at the positive side, you're going to find that it starts with peace and bliss and joy and love. And, you know, so love, joy, peace, patience, those things. Isn't that a class 1 experience? But then as it moves more to the bottom side of the, 
the positive side, you're going to see that it becomes acceptance, forgiveness, willingness, trust, courage. Can you see now suddenly it changed from class one experiences to class two experience? I mean, to trust means it's not always easy to trust someone, right? Can you see it's a class two experience? It does not feel good. But you know it's good for you, good for others, and good for the greater good. To have courage. It, 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 it does not feel good to stand up and say, okay, but this is right. It, it, it doesn't feel good for most of the time because of these other needs that we have. But unless you've got that courage, you will not start this process. Unless you trust yourself enough that you give yourself the authority to start with this process, you will never grow. And that is why below trust, you're going to find that the, the lower energetic vibrations are starting to come in. Right, so have a, let's have a look at that. So when we look at class 3 experience, and now I'm going to move downwards, it starts with pride, right? So pride, the next step is to, is to start to trust, right? And trust others as well, not only yourself, but others as well. So we get, find pride. Below pride, we're going to get, let's call anger. Below anger, hate. Below uh, hate, uh, greed. Now, what does this mean? It simply means it's better to hate than to be greedy. In other words, to have this craving desire. And it's better to be angry than to hate. Can, can you see? Anger is, although it's still a bad emotion, it is a far better emotion than to hate someone. Right? And a better one is to, be, to, to have pride. Because that puts you at a higher level. But check here. Isn't this all class 3 experiences? It feels good to have that pride and to say, I've done this and I've achieved this and I've got this degree and I'm driving the Porsche and I've done this. But it's also incredibly satisfying to be angry and to even hate someone or to have that craving feeling. Right. Can you see that people, people crave that and for that reason, these are class three experiences. But even if you move more down into grief and regret and despair and guilt and blame and shame i mean that it doesn't feel good it's not good for you good for others good for the greater good yet we do it because we are programmed and we allow ourselves and this is why on this low calibration you're going to find that the majority of people by far the majority of people 82 percent of the world's population is in this regret where we do not yeah, I'm so sorry I've done that and I should have done this. And apathy and despair. It's amazing how he summarized this many, many years ago. So the question then is, but what is the relevancy of the, the map of consciousness to what we're busy doing? Well, any degree of shame or guilt or grief or fear or what else? A de desire or anger or pride or hate or jealousy or... A multiple of these emotions, right, immediately lowers the brain's chemical because we understand the process at this stage. And the moment that that lowers the, the chemistry, in other words, the vibration of, of us as human beings and of the soul and, and, and physically in the body, right, it simply means that our ability to reason and to function at a high level, well, that is simply not going to be possible. Because those negative emotions are the cause of most of the bad decisions that we've made, most of the bad actions that we've taken, and all of the unhappiness and experiences in our lives 
is caused by those bad bad uh, emotions right now there there are things that does not fall into this because let's call it the balance so the balance then is composed of ignorance or a lack of self-awareness so as long as i am the observer right i can see and i can make a choice but if i if i'm not if i'm not self-aware and 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 experience what is happening that can't happen so i'm ignorant and by now we know that there are different levels of ignorance one is confoculation confoculation is simply when you do not know that you don't know what you're supposed to know and we are deliberately confoculated through about 11 systems not to think for ourselves and not to understand what is going on and how they manipulate us so i want you to to think for just a moment what this means if we can summarize all of this then there's only two things that really puts us in this, let's call it the pit, which is ignorance, right? Because ignorance is risk, and risk is not knowing what we're doing or why we're doing. And most people never want to get into, into themselves, into their subconscious mind. And the, the next one is negativity, and the negativity is simply in our environment. So if we look at the spiritual environments, now we can start to calibrate that spiritual environment in terms of where we operate. So if we're in a negative uh, state of mind, in a negative energy field, guess how devastating that is. Now, there's something else that I, I'd like to, 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 to share with you. It's not to say that from time to time we land in a negative space. I'm talking about general. And then there's something else that I also want to uh, mention to you. If you've been with me till now, the chances are extremely high, well, I would say 99.999% that you do not fall into this 82% of the world's population bracket, okay? So you're already at a, a much higher calibration. And that is sometimes, um, we, we say people are called. You are called, your spirit is calling you and say, hey, you've got a better, and you've accepted that by taking the responsibility. That's why you're a wealth creator. And that's why when I greet you, I greet you as a wealth creator. So all we have to do is to eliminate these two factors. And then, oops, we're on our way to happiness and success. Isn't that great? So why does this happen? And how does this happen? Now, I think we're too long on, on, on today on this lesson. So in the next lesson, we're going to dive into, into, into this question. Why does this happen? So your action step for now, very simple. What are your biggest takeaways from this lesson? And how do you think that will change your life? Or how is this already busy changing your life? Hi Wealth Creators and welcome to lesson 4 of week 6. So by now we know that we are in control of our destiny and our moods and our emotions basically through our thoughts. We've got this choice, in other words we can decide, literally we can decide how we want to feel. Depending on that we are aware, in other words we are the observer in terms of what we want to feel. Okay. So as an example we can decide to choose to be happy or sad. But how does this actually happen? Because most people, when they, they think that we operate by default, and in, in it's normally something outside of them 
that makes them feel the way that they do. And then they say, yeah, it's this fault or that fault or because of this, this is why I, I do this. And this is typically where you've got this a victim type of mentality. So here's how it actually happens, because by now we know that the brain has got certain chemistry in it, you know, in this uh, cranial fluids. So the brain receives an impulse through the five senses. Now, what do I mean with that? The only way that the brain can receive anything is what it see, hear, feel, taste or smell from the outside world, of course, because then it turns into an inner dialogue or the inner voice that we sometimes uh, say. So this stimulus or it's always an energetic vibration. We're going to call it a stimulus or a stimuli. This enters the nervous system as an electrical impulse through the neuron. That is the nerve cell. Okay, and once that electrical message reaches the end of the neuron, we call that a synapse. So literally this thing is going to stop. Then there's like an opening. Okay, and then the next one continues there. This is a, a, a synapse or they call that the synapse. That electrical impulse or message then literally converts into a biochemical message, okay, called a neurotransmitter. So you can see this electric and then into this biochemical. And this is where the magic happens. That's where the program happens. Remember, the emotional brain, the limbic brain, that secretes a certain chemical because of that thought. It runs through and uh, I'm going to show you a little video a little bit later on that perhaps we'll, we'll touch on this. But it opens um, the DNA, secretes a protein, and that protein then is within this, um, well, the chemical concoction. And, and by the way, there's about uh, something like 30,000 different chemicals that is unleashed with one of these little releases in terms of uh, the thoughts. Okay, now this chemical message when it reaches the end of that synapse, it basically converts back into an electrical message. Uh, so the moment that it hits the new neuron, immediately now it's electrical message again. Okay, and this process of course repeats itself over and over until the message reaches the brain and is acted uh, upon. Now, in reality we can say that we've got an electrochemical system. Now, why is it then that that thoughts are so powerful? You see, if you want to change the outer world, the nine environments, you cannot do that unless you start by changing your inner world, the memetics. So the memetics is the first of the ten environments. And unless that thing changes, nothing is going to change around it. And that is why it is so important, and that's one of the reasons, before we actually start with goal setting, that we need to understand how this process works. Because we try something and it's not working, but we never query why is it not working. And for most people, if we look at their lives, we can see that goal setting simply is not working. On the 1st of January, they've got a goal, and by the 15th, they say something like 90% of those goals uh, people do not maintain or, or get to it. So the thoughts are extremely, extremely powerful because if you've got powerful thoughts, guess what? Your brain secretes positive chemicals. This concoction, this cocktail of chemicals is positive. 
and that increases the power of the brain. In other words, it's going to put you on a higher energetic vibration. But the opposite is also true because the moment that you allow or to have or have negative thoughts, your brain secretes negative chemicals. And that is, of course, going to decrease the power of the brain. So I think that this simple, that this whole thing is we, we energy, but the energy is controlled, if we really think about it, the feeling is controlled by these chemicals, by these hormones, by, by these uh, cocktail of chemicals. And that controls basically who we are and the outcome of what we're going to have or what we already have. So your happiness, your success, your wealth, your health, all of this depends on your thoughts. If, if, if we want to break it down, it's the thoughts. But what, what really it depends on is this, let's call it this observer, you, that, that decides what the outcome is going to be. And that to me is, is, is really profound. So in the next part, I'm going to introduce you to a video uh, that I think that will clarify how powerful you actually are and how powerful your thoughts are and what the thoughts can really do with these chemicals. It, it is fascinating and amazing. And he's going to talk about the genes and, and how those genes trains contains messages and how thoughts can override and control those messages in terms of the proteins that's going. And by the way, the proteins is basically the chemical or it's part of the chemicals that, that controls what's happening within the synapse and, and our feeling and, and body and stuff like that. So I hope that you're going to enjoy that. But please, before you watch the next uh, video, first, your action step. So action step number one, what are your biggest breakthroughs from this lesson? And how will that or how can that change your life? And I, and I really want you to put a little bit of effort into this little action step because this can have a massive impact on your life. So ponder about this, listen, and then give me your feedback. See you in the next part of this lesson. So Wealth Creator, in this part, I'm going to introduce you to a, a video of Dr. Bruce Lipton. Maybe you've heard of uh, about him or maybe you've read some of his stuff. But in this specific uh, video, he will reveal a new science, epigenetics, uh, that will absolutely blow your mind and that will clarify how powerful your thoughts actually are and actually how powerful you are and how much power you've got inside of you. And like I've said, you were born with this. When I developed the Power Morphing course many, many years ago, this new science were not available. So, uh, and that's the reason I think it's far better for him to try to explain it. And of course, he's got a ton of other videos that you can watch uh, all of them is going to give you immense, immense insight. So enjoy, and then I'll see you at the end of this video. I will show you the science of actually how the cells work, and you will have more knowledge than most doctors in the world today because they still believe in the genes. Every cell in your body has a minus voltage on the inside and positive voltage on the outside. Every cell, every live cell is a battery. Every cell has about 1.4 volts, not too much. 50 trillion cells 
in the body times 1.4 volts is 700 trillion volts of electricity in your body right now. And with training and meditation, you can focus this energy called chi, and you can use that energy for healing. With, with that much voltage, people can self-combust. Every function in your body is already present in every cell. So where you have an organ in your body, the cell has an organelle, which means miniature organ. So the textbooks talk about the nucleus is equal to the brain. The nucleus is not the brain. The nucleus is the gonad. The nucleus does not control the cell. The nucleus is reproduction of the parts. So if you are dead and you, are, you still have your protein body, what's missing? The signal. So when a signal binds to a protein, what happens to the protein? It moves. It makes behavior. If you are healthy, your behavior is good. But if you have a dis-ease, the behavior is not right. What can cause disease? There's only two things. Either the protein is bad or the signal is bad. People with bad proteins got them from birth defects. Because if you were born with defective genes and the genes make the protein, then the protein is defective. But less than 5% of the population has birth defects. That means 95% of the people should have a healthy, happy existence. But if you were one of the healthy people and now you are sick, what would cause the problem? There are only three ways to mess up the signal. One, trauma. So if I fall off the stage and, and make my, wrench my back, the signal is, is uh, interfered with. Number two, toxins. If the chemistry is not good inside the body, the signal cannot be passed through bad chemicals. Both of these interfere with the propagation of the signal. But the third one is thought, the mind. There is nothing wrong with the body. It's just sending the wrong signal at the wrong time. So if you change your thought and your mind, you can change the biology. And this, the mind, is the primary cause of illness on our planet today. What is the name of the switch that controls your biology? Perception. And why that's important is that it's you and how you see the world that controls the biology. We have been given misinformation. When people say a gene turned on and a gene turned off, it sounds like the genes make decisions. Here is the simple truth. A gene is a blueprint. The gene does no control. The gene is never on or off. The gene is red or not red. And what do you think controls the signal? Perception. You are not the victim of your genes because you control your genes. One gene blueprint using epigenetic control can make 30 
thousand different proteins from one blueprint. So you can come with good genes, and then through epigenetic control, create cancer, diabetes, and it has nothing to do with the genes, but epigenetic control. It returns responsibility for your health to you, and not you are not a victim of your genes. Yet every day the media still tells you that genes control this and genes control that. And then people get nervous about what genes are in their family. And as Greg Braden said before, if you look for the disease, you can create the disease through epigenetics. Right now it appears that about 95% of cancer is not because of mutant genes, but because of epigenetic control. And it can be passed from parent to child like genes. But the difference is you can change your epigenetics at any time. If you change your perception, you change the reading of your genes. If someone tells you you're going to have a disease and you believe that, then you can create the disease. So when you look at yourself, you're not a single entity, but you are a community of 50 trillion cells. But it's important to understand the word community. Every cell is intelligent, but when they're in a community, they give up their personal intelligence and respond to the central voice. In that community, that a cell must follow what the central voice is. And if the central voice says to die, the cells will die. The central voice is the mind. There are signals from the environment, the internal and external environment. The brain, the function of the brain is to perceive the signals and then interpret those signals and then send the information to the cells to control the behavior and the genetics. So the function of the brain is perception, and from that creates the mind. Now, we have heard of something called the placebo effect, right? The placebo effect is when you have a very positive thought that something can heal you, even if it's a sugar pill, uh, but you believe it's the real medicine, then you can heal yourself with that. So the pill didn't heal you, it was the thought that healed you. Statistics reveal that one-third of all medical healings, including surgery, are the result of the placebo effect. And this is what medicine does not tell you, is that there is negative thinking and it's called the nocebo effect. And in the same power that positive thinking can heal you, Negative thinking can kill you. Point is, is that negative thinking can create all the effects of chemotherapy. Now think about this. If a doctor tells you you have a disease, or the doctor tells you you're going to die, and you believe the doctor because he's the professional, the belief will give you a disease and can cause you to die. So belief becomes an important part of medicine. Now. Many of you have heard about the drug Prozac. Every year, billions of dollars are spent on buying Prozac. And here's a surprise, that the Prozac is no better than a sugar pill, so that it is a placebo drug.
And yet the people who take it believe in the drug so much, it okay. makes them better. So if you believe that something is good for you, it will be good. And if you believe that it's harmful for you, it will be bad. So the question is, if we are so able to be healthy and young, why do we get sick? And one of the most important reasons is stress. And the function of the stress hormones is to take the energy of the body and get it all to run and fight. So the stress hormones will shut off the functions of things that will not be needed in fight or flight. One of the most uh, uh, important uses of energy in the body is the immune system. Stress hormones shut off the immune system. And the significance is every one of you right now is infected with almost all of the disease germs that humans have. Right now, if I take a blood sample, I will show you you all have viruses and bacteria and parasites. And you might say, well, if I'm infected, then why am I not sick? Because if your immune system is working properly, it will suppress these parasites and germs. But the moment you start to shut off the immune system, then these organisms begin to start growing again. So the idea that you catch a disease is not really true. You already have the disease. And the med medical people call these germs and parasites opportunistic organisms. So uh, if, if you are under stress and you, sh and you shut off the immune system, then you give these organisms the opportunity to then make the disease. And yet when we get some of these diseases, we go to the medical doctor and they give us drugs to kill the germs and the bacteria. Well, this is very helpful if the disease is going very quickly. That was not the problem in the first place. The problem was stress that shut off the immune system. So to get, to get healing is, okay, treat the disease, but also treat the stress. So I hope that you really enjoyed this. Isn't it amazing how powerful we are? So your action step basically for this lesson is, what are your biggest breakthroughs from this lesson? And how will that change your life? How can that change your life? How will you use this information? in terms of changing your life and changing your environments to get to that that you need to be and that is the best you. So thank you for watching. I love you and I'll see you then. Uh, in the next um, lesson, by the way, there's going to be feedback. Right, so um, I'll see you then. Hello Wealth Creator and welcome to the feedback of week uh, six. Right, so um, last week or this week we thought that we would be away. Uh, things didn't work out that way. Today, by the way, is Tanya's birthday. So I think that we're only going to leave tomorrow. And I think one of the reasons why we're not away is because Tanya wanted to be with her grandchildren on her birthday. That's only what I think. That's not what she's saying. But that's what I think. So um, I think we're going to, to leave tomorrow then. And I'm not sure how long uh, that's going to be. A quick feedback in terms of no sugar. Uh, that's easy uh, at this stage. My goal weight, uh, I've just, just made it. it last week, 91.1. This week, 90.9. Okay. And uh, over the weekend, uh, we, 
we went a, a little bit out and, and stuff, and I did not check that. And then uh, on Wednesday, uh, I thought, uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to make this <laughs> this cutoff. And uh, this is a great thing. So we've done that. Okay, you can see that all went well there. Then also in terms of the body, the physical training, uh, I see that I'm getting the hang of the, the pull-ups not fully extended at this stage, but I've pushed it up to, to seven um, reps or seven, yeah, <laughs> I'm still not sure. Right, and then uh, the Spanish I've slipped up this week. Remember I said to you in the beginning of the week that week six is where things start getting to this and um, for some crazy reason, and I, I, I slipped up on Monday as well as on Wednesday. And I really thought that I've done my Spanish, uh, at least the minimum. And I think that is where the problem comes in. Because I've got this minimum, and this week, because there's a lot of things that, I, that, that was on my mind, um, I, I've simply slipped. Uh, and I, well, there's no excuse for that. But here's a great thing. Um, I try to make up. That does not count because I want to form the habit. So I refocus. And then from this week onwards, we're going to give it a go again. Okay. So if you slip, uh, please do not be too hard on yourself. Go back to your why. So my why, why I want to learn to Sp uh, Spanish is simply I want to learn how to communicate and get the basics when we, when we go to, to any country that speaks uh, Spanish, uh, but specifically Panama. Some great news that I've received this week in terms of Panama is that uh, our application has been granted. In other words, uh, we now have to go back. We've already booked the, the tickets, but we're going to do two more countries. I think we're going to do Colombia and Brazil. I've been to Brazil before. Uh, we're going to with friends, so they've never been to Brazil. So we're going to spend like a week in Brazil and a week in Colombia and then I think a week in Panama and then we're going to come back. And that was that's for middle August, uh, beginning of August. Okay, so when uh, and, and that Panama trip is actually to finalize and get all the documentation and the visas and the, I don't know, IDs and, and uh, licenses and stuff ready. So then one thing is, is, is done. Okay, in terms of meditation, it went well. Uh, this week was actually a great week. We started with the uh, cryptos uh, uh, again, and uh, we had some uh, great results. Uh, unfortunately, the office will only be able to give me, or normally on a Friday afternoon, that's the time that they should give me the, the, the feedback in terms of the figures, and then um, I'll be able to do that. Now, there's something that I want to show you. The program, and that's another feedback that I'd like to, to give you from now on, well, uh, on a on a week-to-week -week basis. And the program and the cryptos is basically going to go uh, hand in hand, as well as the crypto goal. So um, with the program, uh, I've checked this week, um, the second, third, and fourth, actually the third, fourth, and fifth phase. Okay, so the first phase is the free story. The second phase is the uh, Dreyer Crypto Strategy. Uh, that uh, We've picked up one or two small errors that we are busy fixing. The third uh, part is to include the Rainmakers uh, into it. The fourth part will be to include the property into it. And the fifth part 
will be to include any other assets so that we can really and truly uh, track the uh, cash flow and therefore the growth. So uh, I think let me go to an Excel spreadsheet just so that you can get the beginning of it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to do that in the next lesson. Okay, this is more or less the way that is going to work. Say, for example, I wanted to take up uh, 48 positions, right, uh, with cryptos. Uh, and, and, and this is just a broad, broad overview so that you can start seeing where we're going with this. So uh, if the Rand dollar exchange is 14.95, this was this morning, and I want 48 positions, it means that I must get $48,000. Uh, Okay, in, in order to do that, that is going to cost 717000 uh, I checked this morning, I think on Luno, the exchange um, to cryptos, were, to a Bitcoin was 119 So I can get six, just over six Bitcoins. And you know the story. So there's 48 positions. That means uh, if I, I'm going to, to be able to, to fill all 46, uh, 48 sorry, positions, it's going to be... 0.126 Bitcoin per position. Okay, now here's what we are working towards. Now the program is going to look quite different than this, but this is just to give you indication. Say for example, we start with the dollar because that's the baseline. And that's why I said right in the beginning of this, are you willing to pay $1 in order to have access to this specific system? Okay, so there's the Rainmaker, then the bond, the interest rate, the interest rate, we're going to calculate this on a day-to-day -day basis. On that rent, uh, you can receive rent on that, or it can come out of your own pocket. Uh, and then uh, that's going to determine your cash flow plus the cryptos and the effect of that. And that's going to give you the growth. So if you invested a, a, a dollar and there's no activities whatsoever, it means there's a, a minus 100% growth on your... Say, for example, you make a $10 uh, that uh, through the Rainmakers, the startup business. In other words, you start a business that costs you no money. You can prove that. Through the Rainmaker story, $10, it means that you're going to have a 900. It's a $1 minus the 10 uh, gives you a 900% growth. Okay, and let me open that a little bit more. Right, so what about if you take up a bond? And let's assume that your bond is, in this case, $48,000 because we're going to work in dollars. We can immediately see... Let me just get that right so that we can see what's happening there. Okay, I'll try to fix that uh, just now. But the net effect is that there's a lot of money out. There's the interest rate on that. There's no, uh, is $13.81 per day. There's no rental income. The cash flow is $3 negative. And now, of course, I'm going to buy at least $48,000 worth of cryptos. So that gives me a net effect of 3.81 negative cash flow in terms of the growth now included, as well as uh, the growth in minus 481%. Say, for example, let's say I'm including that $2,900, then immediately we see that the cash flow is going to change a little bit. So um, plus the bond, uh, the interest rate, there's no rental income, and therefore we're standing on 289.159%. Okay, so each and everything that we're going to do in this game is going to have a direct effect. And the great thing is we can, we can literally incorporate.
incorporate your crypto portfolio. So the moment that you start with a method, and that is what I want to prove, is that with this method, we can get a phenomenal uh, growth. And because of that, it's going to be easy to qualify to become a, a fellow of the Institute of Wealth Creators, uh, uh, honorary fellow, a master fellow, uh, and that's a purpose. And I want to prove that anyone, any, any of my students, uh, those, of course, that's going to take up this challenge, that anyone but anyone can outperform this incredible, well, the, the big organizations and the man fund managers uh, by simply lowering the risk. And this is what we do. Now, we should be very careful because if things start turning against us, that's going to have an effect. In other words, if my crypto value dropped to $24,000, uh, uh, it means that I'm going to have a massive, massive negative growth rate of, in this case, what is it? Um, minus uh, 2 million percent, simply because of this gearing. Okay, but there are ways that we can counteract that, and that is what I plan. So all I need to do is to up my skill, uh, for example, in this case, and make sure that I'm getting twenty-five thousand uh, dollars in, and then uh, immediately on, on on a positive. Or if we want to balance things out, we can say, uh, let's make this. Let's go back, and let's say the crypto value forty-eight, right? so that we can get that growth. But uh, if if I'm using the money, which by the way, I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do to show it in the game, uh, is my my tenant is already paying that portion that I that I'm going to take up out of one of my bonds. Now, please never in your life do anything where you can't afford to 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 lose all of that money. So don't ever even imagine in going into cryptos or any investment if you can't afford it, please. Okay, so uh, if, if that is uh, paying, then of course there's going to be 13.81 and immediately it will have effect on the 200. So now it becomes 290%. And that is how we're going to play the game. Uh, we're already in the, the testing phase. So far, we've picked up a couple of problems. That is what my programmer is busy fixing. But I'm sure that you can see that we are going to sit with millions and millions percent of growth uh, on condition that we do what we're supposed to do. And again, please, uh, this is just like an introduction to show you what we're going to do within the next two to three weeks. Um, and I'm sure that you're going to enjoy this game. It's going to cost you a dollar. Uh, it cost me a dollar to, to start this process. So, But I'm sure that you're up to the challenge. And your assignment uh, then basically is, um, are you up to the challenge and are you willing to give me a dollar and um, then basically do what I'm doing. Uh, it's not going to be too difficult and um, so that we can take that and start building up a database to show people what the method actually means. And the only way to get that growth is to lower the risk. By now, those of you that has done the property uh, mentoring will know there's no other way. You have to, to lower the risk and it, it is possible uh, by doing it this way. Right, so I'll see you then uh, in week seven. Hi, Wealth Creator, and welcome to week six in lesson one. Um, today I'm going to do something a little bit different, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you now why. I've seen 
the first time that I ran a, a mentoring program was way back in 2005. That was the 79 cents that I turned. And I think some of you were on that, on that mentoring, right? And turned the 79 cents into 10 million in two years and three months. But uh, the, the mentoring actually went on for five full, full years, right? So 60, 60 months. And I've never skipped a, a single beat. Uh, those of you that were on uh, will, will remember that. But yes, what I've, what I've picked up. When I went back to those records in week six, towards the end of week six, and this is you are in week six, guess what happened? The majority of people that got off, got off in week six or week seven. Years later, I did another mentoring course, and guess what happened? In week six and week seven, people dropped out. With the Rainmakers start a business, which is longer than six weeks, guess what happened? In week six and seven, people drop off. And that's why I said to Laura, when she came to me with the property, I said to her, Laura, we need to fix this all and get it into six weeks. Because after six weeks, people, for some reason, get off. And I'm going to tell you why I think. And now, I've got no scientific backing on this. Uh, this is what I think. You see, when we enter a new program, we are charged and we feel good. And there's a lot of new programming that happens. But here at the bottom is our meta programs, those uh, memetics, right? They are there, the subconscious mind. And we are busy getting into the subconscious mind. This is why I want to tell you. So all the negatives sit here. And then we layer this new positives on top of that. But what happens over a period of time, it's almost like they're sifting, 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 up to week six. I think this is what's happening. So in week six, for the first time, the negatives and the positives is more or less on an energetic level, on the same level. And now, from time to time, the suggestion of, but I'm not good enough. I will never learn this stuff. This is too slow for me. This is never going to work. Uh, I haven't got the time. Plus, in the meantime, because you're aware, you started seeing other programs and you think, but there's faster results. Or if I do this one plus this one, and, and some of you are already on that second and third program already, because this is what happened with my previous students when I, when I asked them. And they said, okay, but, but this one is, is, is going to take me. Can you see what happened? This, this old programming, this negative program, starts to surface. So this week, what I want you to do, and this is an experiment for me, um, those of you that, that, that's, that's with me, right? I want you to, to think about what is your why? Why did you start this program initially? What was your intent? What did you want to achieve? Now, the moment that you identify that, the second step, this is action step number two, is once you've identified, has that changed at all? In other words, from the beginning to now, has it changed in this five weeks? Or did the feeling change? Or what can you do in order to get this programming stronger and let it rise more to the surface? And what can you do to maintain that? Now, I'm going to do everything in my power to help you, but you have to get over this, this six weeks. You have to get to week seven and to week eight and to week nine because 
now we're going to get into the to the uh, nice part because we're going to start with the goal setting and the and the programming of that goal. So, well, I want to encourage you to really think about this. So, uh, the next action step, basically, that I want you is what's your uh, takeaway on this. In other words, what's the biggest takeaway for on on this specific lesson? But not necessarily on the lesson in yourself. What is busy happening in you? And can you identify that? And please share that with us and the group because I'm sure that it's going to help everyone. Okay, and, and that's that because uh, this is really, I think, a tough uh, action step or assignment uh, that uh, that you need to do. So spend the rest of, of, of the time that you dedicated to think a, a little bit more about uh, your why and how can you how can you make that why stronger? And it's very easy, by the way. Remember, there are 10 memetics. So if you say your why, go to each and every one of the memetics and say, if I can achieve this, become the better me that I must be in order to get to my goal. How will that affect in each and every one of the areas? And, and you can share that with us if you want to. I would appreciate that. And I'm sure that the, the fellow other students will do that as well. So... Uh, and then thank you and then I'll see you uh, in the next lesson.